Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Raiders is a team that we don't care for. Something. Lord Lattimore Volkman, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Yes, my master. Get involved in the conversation at milehighreport.com. You are listening to Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place, joined by Lori Lattimore-Volkman and Tim Lynch. Uh, today we are brought to you by Denver Broncos travel experts. We'll take you to a world of suck. <laughs> <laughs> that's your best one yet. That's it. That's pretty good. It's not a rhyme, though. It's not It's not as good as a rhyme. But um, So the Denver Broncos are 0-3. Uh, coming off of a game in uh, at historic Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Lori was there. Uh, Lori, is Aaron Rodgers as big of a jerk in person as he was following the game? Totally. That guy hate him. Drop his thumbs ass in the dirt. Thumbs down <laughs> on you, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> How was it? How was the uh, experience there? Was it was the loss any better in person? Yeah, I think so. Because going to a game is always fun. You know, you remember you were at the Eagles game last year when we did we even score at the Eagles game? <laughs> mm, they ran out of fireworks. Yeah. And you had yeah. a blast because you're with other fans and drinking and joking around. And being at the game is always much more of an experience than it is watching football. So it was fun. It rained. I had on, if you recall, I have this big ass orange foam hat from the draft. 
it's about a foot and a half off the top of my head and like three feet wide all the way around. It's like a gigantic sombrero out of foam and it was awesome. And I wore it and especially because it was raining, it was my umbrella and it was great. It didn't get all like soggy and hang like it did. Ooh, it like did. all totally sad, did. like totally sad, did. wet Broncos fan. But everyone around me loved it. I don't know if this is just Lambeau Field or if this is other away games, but I've been at other away games where you're kind of clustered with away team fans, and this Broncos fans were scattered all over the place. So it was really hard to kind of get any kind of momentum from the crowd. Maybe they've successfully rooted out the ticket broker. Uh, angle up there. If you go back and look, I bet you would just see like little pockets of like three or four orange things all around, but spread out and surrounded by green and gold that you, it was really hard. Feel like you had in camaraderie with your fellow Broncos fans. I have experienced that before. Years ago, I used to go um, all the time to Broncos games in San Diego. So I would be there at their stadium and it would be full of Broncos fans and there'd be little pockets <laughs> of Charger fans. And so, so yeah, it, I think that is a phenomenon not unique to Lambeau Field. <laughs> I remember that. I'm from San Diego. It was great. So I was surrounded by Packers fans and they were pretty cool. And they love the hat. I had so many of them want to take a picture with the hat. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, they're they're pretty good people. Chiefs fans are not nice when they're good, and Raiders fans are not nice when they're good. So, Packers fans are Midwesterners. They're just how can you remember people. that far back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. On the game itself, what are our thoughts? Uh, the running game got going. Uh, a lot of mistakes. Vic Fangio. Uh, uh, challenged a call that may not have needed to be challenged for offensive pass interference. Uh, what did you take away from the game there, Tim? I like the offense. I think it's coming together. It's missing one critical thing, and that's the big play. You just you're not seeing it. Twelve, fifteen play drives are great when they end in a field goal. You know, it's <laughs> it's good. It's good to see a touchdown in a big play. And I don't know if that's due to all these new players still trying to come together and, and develop that chemistry. Or if it's Joe Flacco, maybe unwilling to push the ball down the field. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. But if they can't start making some big plays, I just don't think they can live off of the the ten to ten to fifteen play drives because those are so hard in the NFL to to consistently do. So I, I want to see more big plays. We have seen some hints of the big play. I think every game so far we've had a big pass to Cortland Sutton. There were a couple great ones in the in the game last week. And Noah Fant had a couple. The one he fumbled? He didn't fumble that. He just kind of handed it to the guy. He like, <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. He, 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 he was going down and the guy put his arms on the ball and he's just like, oh, take it from me. I don't want it. Cam <laughs> yeah, hurts, you're hurting me. <laughs> didn't like rip it out. You know, like usually when you see like them do that sort of thing, it like it like flies up in the air and the ball spins around and catch it and they just go. He just like he's like just took it like a baby. Broken. Yeah, he took it like a baby. He was just like, here, I got it. You like, <laughs> put it in in his uh, baby Bjorn and uh, and that was the end of it. I was like, oh, it was terrible. I, I really hope I, that was so bad. You're making me sad, Jess. It was an accurate, well, <laughs> accurate description. It's making me sad. <laughs> in terms of the big play, I think that might be a little bit more on Scandarello. I know Flacco has said several times in the last couple of days, and Chris Harris Jr. has said that he's talked to Joe Flacco about this, that he would like to 
to be more aggressive and push the ball downfield. I mean, that's what that's what Joe Flacco's good at. You know, he has a strong arm. So I have a feeling it's a little bit more the offense. It might have been because we're playing in the rain on Sunday, so they were more conservative with that. But I don't think it's Joe Flacco being afraid. I think he would like to do that. The coaching staff doesn't trust him enough to do that. They do the dink and dunk uh, thing, and then they stack the box, and then it forces us to do something different, and we don't realize that until it's uh, too late. And so we don't stretch the field to keep them honest, and we're kind of in that same kind of rut for the last couple years of just this short underneath kind of stuff. And it's, you know, it's, it's not anything new. And so it's, the, we're just, we're getting the same result as the last two years. Our offense is a lot better than the last two years. We are moving down the field. If you can hold onto the ball for 11 minutes, eight to 11 minutes on the offense, that's a huge improvement over multiple three and outs that lasted less than two minutes last year. Well, if you ask Joe Rolls, Joe Flacco is the problem. He's just afraid to throw the ball down the field, and you know that's that's the quarterback we got. I think he's completely wrong, um, <laughs> and I'm hoping we start to see Flacco open up the offense a little bit as uh, you know more playing time equals more comfortability in the offense and all that stuff. It's a little early to just assume that Flacco is just. Trevor Simeon on steroids or something. I'm not ready yet to throw dirt on Flacco or Fangio. It has only been three games, and I ha- I do like what I've seen from Flacco. I mean, yeah, he has left some plays on the field, but at the same time, he's he's not winging interceptions, you know, at the rate that Simeon and, and others have been, uh, with the exception of that one that was like scooped off the ground. I mean, and his hands were wet, and so that I mean that sucks. But what are you gonna do? Somebody said the ball slipped out of his hands. I thought that's what happened. Okay. Like when he was throwing it. I would it, say that like, too after such a terrible interception. <laughs> that would be my defense. I'd be like, damn, it's, it's raining. It's slipped. If Joe's listening, I said all that because, you know, you had to write Tim loves him some Flacco in, in chat. So I had to get you back on, on our podcast here. <laughs> we have not had any third and eights where we threw a four-yard pass. You know, we've had third and eight and we threw – an eight or nine or 10 yard pass, which sad to say, that's a big improvement. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. <laughs> we have been a not lot thrown of... short passes when we need uh, to throw to a certain point. Little swing passes out or, or like draws on third and long. Like yeah. before halftime last week, there was there was some of that. It was kind of like, wait, what are we doing? We need Are we going down the field to score or are we just- You can tell from that, they must not have been trying to go for the first down. That is actually not planning to throw for the first down. If you're going to let time expire. Why don't you just run the ball? And that way the, the, you don't have to deal with an inter- incomplete pass or anything like that. Like if you're not, if you're really not trying, then don't try. Right. <laughs> like, no, yeah. I agree. But I think that was a, so that's a, a dumb play call right there. What we haven't had is third and eight, third and nine, third and 12. And Keenan would throw a four yard pass. I haven't <laughs> noticed that we've had as many throw short of the sticks balls when we should have been throwing downfield. Now, in Keenum's defense, it was actually about a 14 to 15 yard pass. He just had just backpedaled 10 yards before <laughs> setting his feet to make the throw. Yeah, you try to throw a pass with the defensive end hanging off your back. <laughs> 
So, all right. Well, we were all wrong in our predictions for Packers Broncos um, 2019. Well, without the turnovers and without a recalled uh, Emmanuel Sanders touchdown, things might have been different. However, Broncos are 0-3 heading into Mile High to play Jacksonville Jaguars. I think this is where we uh, get our first win of the year because this is the best candidate. Um, If we don't win this weekend, things are much, much worse in Broncos country than we thought. So uh, I predict Broncos win um, at mile high. And uh, Tim, what do you think? It's got to be this one. But, you know, (laughs) they have this strange guy at quarterback that, you know, he's kind of like a wizard. I don't know. So we'll see. (laughs) Yeah. It's superhuman strength. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Lori? How big is the margin of victory this week? Oh, no, not big. (laughs) Over 40 years, I've never believed the Broncos are going to win big, even when they're a dominant team. They just don't seem to do that. It's not. 2013. uh... Yeah. And then we got our asses kicked in the Super Bowl. So that was in 2014. though. So same season. It was almost bizarre. I thought those games, I just couldn't believe we were the ones scoring like that and then we got john fox in the super bowl was great what are we talking about (laughs) (laughs) speaking of bad games jaguars are a perfect candidate to remember bad broncos history 1996 i think in some ways that is my most depressing broncos game to have watched i live with my dad in san diego so it's like i don't cry often and i I cried that day it really sucked (laughs) We were on vacation in Florida over Christmas, so we were watching that game in Florida. I remember going out at halftime, we went out to the beach, and we played football, and we pretended like we were finishing the game because it had been such a dominant first half, and we were all dumbfounded when we came back in and watched the second half, and we had to go out to dinner in a, you know, in the Florida panhandle where everybody was a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, <laughs> and they were all going crazy, and the, all the... People were dressed up in their Jaguar stuff, and we were just, Ugh, it was so freaking gross. So my, my dad had a dot matrix printer back then. <laughs> and some of you younger listeners may not know what the hell that is. But, uh, and it fed the paper, and so you just, you peeled the perforations off. So I was able to print out banners for my room, because oh. I was so mad. Oh. And I, I had two banners, and it was I effing the word, obviously, hate Mark Brunel and F the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I, I put them up around my, my, my wall in my room. Oh man, my dad got home and he was so pissed. And you used up all his dot matrix ink. I did. That must have taken like three days to print out. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to bold this too. So it uses three times the ink. Yeah. That was, yeah. So that's what I did. That's how I cleansed my, my, my pain and suffering. Uh, I just remember the awesome. uh, the the newspaper headline. Probably, I think it's the Rocky Mountain News. I think it said like "Quick X X X I T." And so, I was, and I was like, "Ooh, that was clever! Like that was really good." <laughs> I miss the Rocky Mountain News. I used to deliver it when I was a, a child. If you threw that newspaper just right and it hit the stair right on the rubber band, I mean, the whole thing would just explode. Like it was like you couldn't you couldn't ask for a bigger paper explosion than than when I threw papers. And I'd leave. I'd be like, see ya. I'm not picking that up. <laughs> <laughs> so Jacksonville, run game. We're going to get it going. I think Jacksonville's defense is pretty strong. I don't think uh, it's going to be a very high scoring game. That said, I think the Broncos are going to find their big play this week. Uh, multiple players have talked about it. So I think it's been a focus uh, in practice. And 
they're gonna they're gonna win. It's gonna be around twenty three sixteen kind of game and get that monkey off their off our backs. Does Von Miller or Bradley Chubb get a sack? Six <laughs> sacks and one turnover. You guys need to temper your expectations because our predictions are not going over very well. It's it's the law of averages. No <laughs> team in 50 years has gone the first three games without a sack or turnover, so something's going to blow up, and it's going to be sacks because I just don't think this team hasn't gotten turnovers ever. But they've gotten sacks, so I'm going to say six sacks on this new guy and then one lucky turnover. Six sacks in this game? Like, yes. Or <laughs> all year? No. I know. We're going to... Everything gets right back on track, and it's gonna it's gonna be huge. It's gonna be awesome. Well, I Eddie think Vaughn that you Chubb may be both right. Get two, and you know, mix in some others. You may be right because I have dropped the Denver Broncos defense from one of my fantasy <laughs> leagues, which means that they are guaranteed to go off this week. All of Broncos country appreciates that. We're gonna talk about a win next week. I know it. I feel it in my bones. I think being at home. And having now had some chemistry, offense moved pretty well last week, I thought, especially in the rain on an, at an away game with a, a really strong defense. I thought, I thought they showed quite a bit of improvement. So being at home, uh, Jaguars do have a good defense, but I think you know passing might be our strength this week. So I think it is going to be a, a better game. And I think our defense is just tired of kind of sucking tired of the noise outside noise yeah so i think they're going to really want to prove that they they can do this it should be a complete game for the broncos but i think it'll be under 20 points again and and you know who i think score a lot of points do we it's just not what we do we no no i need i need to add to my prediction that that one turnover it's going to be Devontae bosby he's going to pick he's going to pick one he almost did last week. Uh, Wait, can we talk about that? Like, I, I'm actually excited about this. Like, yeah, Tim, too. would you fill fill our listeners in on the news about Devontae Bosby and Isaac Yadam? Well, Isaac Yadam started and then promptly uh, found the bench for the rest of the game. And Devontae Bosby came in. I think he made two third down stops um, on, yeah, on passes. Yeah, two, two passes defense. So yep. it wasn't like he and, just stopped. He batted that ball down. And, if it and, wasn't and how much do you Rogers, like the uh, Vic Fangio quote about it? Like he's like he's playing better, so he's gonna play. Yeah. <laughs> it's like wow, like reality. Like this is great. <laughs> Bosby broke on one of those passes so well that if it wasn't Aaron Rodgers throwing it, that would it would have been a pick six. So I have a good feeling this guy's this guy's a baller, and he's gonna he's gonna get that first pick, and it's gonna it's gonna be an important one. Well, and he wants it. He's like. He's gone through the AAF. He's he's been in the in the muck of it all, and here he is with his NFL chance, and he's already unseated the guy in front of him. Like like go man go, like take it with both hands and run as fast as home as you can, Charlie. You go pick it. <laughs> run, Charlie. Run as fast as you can. Yeah, especially given the fact that Bryce Callahan might not get back on the field. It's not happening. Just give up now. Like it's it's over. I, I mean, that's what I think. When people say six to eight weeks and it's week three, that's six to eight weeks to being back practicing, possibly. Like, that's not necessarily on the field in football shape. So I just feel like they should just shut him down for the year and then hope he comes back fully healed next year. We'll see how this non-surgical procedure goes. What, do they just, like, put, like, cantaloupe rinds on his legs? Or, like, <laughs> <laughs> like what does that mean? 
<laughs> it could be something like stem cell injection or a plasma injection or something where it's not, you know, they're not putting them under and cutting them open. But massage. They've got a guy coming in doing some Reiki on him, <laughs> pulling chicken livers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I saw a 2020 thing on that. That's not a real, that's not the thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny how they're being so vague and kind of coy about his injury. Like, I appreciate somebody asked him point blank, is it Liz Franck? Because we know we've lost a couple of players to that stupid injury. Liz Franck? (laughs) Right? Wasn't that Ryan Clady and Champ Bailey, right? Is it Frank or Franck? We need an official ruling on this. Is it Frank or Franck? I'll look it up while you're talking about something else. Louis Frank. Louis Frank. <laughs> Liz Frank. Oh, that's terrible. I don't believe it. It should be Frank. It's F R A N C, not K. It's not Frank rhymes with Gronk. Frank. Any other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Let's take a moment to check in on the SB Nation. Fan Pulse. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, well, I'll ask you guys this question since it was part of the national poll that they ran. Which 0-3 team will make the playoffs? Uh, the Dolphins, Jets, Cardinals, Bengals, Broncos, or Steelers? I like us among okay. those. I do, too. I think I voted that one, too. And the, the Steelers obviously won because people are stupid. <laughs> the Steelers are yeah. not going to do jack this year. They, they lost Ben. Come so. on, get out of here. Take they your Minka Fitzpatrick and be happy. They don't have Antonio Brown. They've got no. I know. I don't understand that. They get forty-three percent of the vote. The Broncos were second with twenty-one. So, but I think it's out of the three teams, the Broncos are clearly the ones that can actually win some games. Maybe the Bengals. Of all those the Bengals teams, are looking good. They're just not winning. Yeah, of all those teams, there, there's only one that has never won a Super Bowl, and that's the Bengals. Are the Cardinals in there, too? I thought they had won one. They're 0-3. They, oh, they can't call. Oh, no, wait. Didn't they tie? I thought they tied. Hey, scratch them off the list. All right. They have half a win. And they Good have, them. you know, they have Vance <laughs> Joseph, so they, they can't possibly do better than the Broncos. They'd have a whole win if it wasn't for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, take that, Vance. Ha! They'll like you better than Josh McDaniels, though. Uh, that's true. Yeah. So, so the result of the fan pulse is Steelers, then Broncos, then then Bengals. Bengals and Cardinals were tied. Somebody actually voted for the Dolphins. I'm guessing they're Dolphins fan. Coach. The coach. <laughs> the coach is on there, like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what else is he doing, really? I mean, when you're that bad, I mean, he he's not doing football things. Our records as bad as theirs. 
You know, it, it's funny watching Washington uh, play on Monday. Things are bad, but they're not like Washington, Miami bad. It makes you appreciate Joe Flacco even more because we could have Case Keenum still. Yeah, watching Case get his lunch eaten on Monday, that was, I mean, that was just brutal. Like Khalil Mack just like was sitting on him the whole game. <laughs> it was it was kind of funny to watch. So we feel good about this weekend. The uh, Broncos are going to win. You got a prediction, Lori? Uh, 17-14. Broncos. I'm going to go 13-10. Oh, boy, you really don't believe in that offense. Well, I know we'll get a couple field goals. We'll get a couple field goals, and then there will be some, like, bizarre touchdown, and and that'll be be enough. Deontay Spencer, maybe. (laughs) Watching him run back last week was so awesome, and then we went three and out. Every other drive was like 15 plays, 77 yards, but we get we get the ball in the Green Bay Packers side of the field, and we we're just like, yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Well, at the time, the announcer said that that was the longest return in the NFL up to that point. I was going to say, I think we should talk a little bit more specific about, you know, the matchups for this game, because all we've really done is give a score <laughs> prediction. <laughs> I don't well, know how can't. they're going to do yeah. it. They're just going to do it. <laughs> so depressing to try to break it down, Lori. Like, why why you want to drag us down there? I said big plays, six sacks, and a turnover. That's three. That's three things we're going to do. Jaguars have this crazy backup quarterback. Well, he's also like the 2019 face of virility. Like everyone's like, oh my God, Gardner Minshew, he's amazing. He looks like a poor man's Tom Selleck. Like this is is kind of interesting that we've come full circle back to like the early 80s. Joe Rolls mentioned that he he was breaking down film on him and he feels like the defense can take advantage of him because he's... He doesn't see 85% of the field on most of his throws. So yeah, which, if you could just take away be, that first read. Just to be expected from a rookie quarterback. But he also has D.D. Westbrook and you know, D.J. Chark. So he's got some big-time receivers that hopefully our corners can cover. And Moxie. He has Moxie. He does have Moxie. you got to appreciate it. I, I kind of love his story. <laughs> what, a, what a bizarre dude, but I love it. If I ever took a hammer to my hand, I, I would seriously question decision making in my life (laughs) the best part of that story is he had a bottle of whiskey right next to it like he's drinking so he can handle the pain he hits his hand like five times and he can't break it so he's like all right screw that i guess i have to go practice well i've never tried to hurt myself uh to do anything Uh, i've hurt myself to get out of things uh, (laughs) but never never to do never to do something You know, we might be facing a Jalen Ramsey-less Jaguars team, which will help us. since he is. Yeah, he didn't practice on uh, Wednesday. He's going to be at the, going to go see the birth of his child. That's an important event. He should be there. Happy fatherhood. And the Broncos win. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So which Bronco does he name his kid after? (laughs) Vaughn. He's totally going to call him Vaughn. I just hope we win. I want to cheer. Like, it's so depressing. Like, I just sit here grinding my teeth, just like, like, come on. Like, I, I hate, like, hate watching. I want like, something new so to talk hard. about. Team doesn't suck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, because we're still kind of stuck in, like, the, the preseason talk. It's like, we're going to get a sack. We're going to get a takeaway. We're going to get a win. Like, <sighs> like, there are so many, like, firsts that haven't happened that signify the beginning of a new season. And it's October that, next like, week. We're effing stuck. Like, still, it's like it's like week eight of the preseason. Isn't Vaughn stuck at, like, 99 career sacks or something? Yeah. Some... He's going to overtake Joey Porter, I think, with the next sack. So like... I don't know. Joey Porter can come out of retirement and pull away here. <laughs> <laughs> 
for Vaughn in particular, maybe not so much for Bradley Chubb, but it's kind of in his head. And so it ends up being a, this focus on getting a sack rather than playing well and then ending up getting to the quarterback. Things to watch for. Vaughn Miller needs one sack to pass Joey Porter into sole possession of 34th place on the NFL's all-time sack list. So uh, important to note that Joey Porter and Von Miller have the same number of sacks this year so far. <laughs> Which is how many? 99? Zero. <laughs> oh. Zero. This year. <laughs> <laughs> Total. Yeah, this year. And that he needs two sacks to become the 34th NFL player to reach 100 career sacks. He would also become the fourth fastest player, Reggie White, Marcus Ware, Bruce Smith, to reach that milestone. He needs it's, two more sacks to be 34th on the list, right? But how many would yeah. he need to be 33rd and 32nd and 31st? NFL's all-time sack leaders. Bruce Smith's at, at a, a 200. He's in first. Then Reggie God, White. Gee, that's amazing. Simeon Rice is at 122. He's 20th. Apparently, they only want to give me 20. It is such a shame how we've wasted Von Miller the last three years. Like, if we had had no-fly zone so that the secondary was stronger, so that the pass rush could be more dominant, how how many more sacks he might be able to have accrued over the last three years? How many more years do you think Von Miller is going to be playing at a high level or just playing and getting sacks? Three, four? Three, four. I mean, he could, he could move up 10 spots on the list if he gets 10 sacks this year. That's what I was asking. Like, that's a lot of spots. And 10 yeah. sacks, in theory, is doable. Yeah, even even three games in. If he just, you know, has a couple of good games, he'll get to 10. Yeah, if he gets 10, he'll, he'll move up to 24th ahead of Neil Smith, Elvis Doomerville, former Broncos. That's impressive, too. I can't believe 200, though. Bruce Smith. Yeah, Reggie White, 198. Those two were damn That's good amazing. pass rushers. Because we talk about Vaughn being a generational talent, but, you know, those guys are in a whole different class. And I would have thought Vaughn would kind of be in that. Well, there's only five players with over 150 sacks but only two players above 161. So, you know, there's a big drop off. And then there's like a whole bunch of people uh, between 120 and 150. So yeah, that seems to be the sweet spot for, for Hall of Famers. I see the Hall of Fame indicator next to all these names. All right. Well, one, one sack at a time. Get at least one this weekend. It has to happen. Gardner Minshew is not going to get over on Von Miller. Okay. Like, it's just not going to happen. Like, he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna eat. Some Gardner Minshew. <laughs> Minestrone. <laughs> Some Gardner Minestrone. Mystery question? Should we, should we jump into that? Is it Jaguars related? Mm, no, it is not. No. no. Uh, but it is Broncos related. You like the Broncos, don't you, Tim? I do. <laughs> I don't like the Jaguars. We've established that. <laughs> Mystery question. <laughs> Okay, so India kit that the uh, Denver Broncos put out, um, they had a kind of bizarrely worded uh, fact that I kind of dove into. Uh, Denver is seeking to become the sixth team since its inaugural season in 1960 to reach 500 overall with a win over Jacksonville. So there you go. It is Jacksonville related. It uses the 1960 season as the barometer. So if your inaugural season, as I read this, was 1960, then there should be five other teams that have 500 wins. Would you like to venture a guess on, on who they would be? Patriots. Uh, Patriots is one. 49ers? It says inaugural season of 1960. So, uh, so it's just the AFL teams? I was confused. So listen, Denver is seeking to become the sixth team since its inaugural season in 1960 to reach 500. So 
So it right. So the qualifier there is inaugural season 1960. Okay. So of the teams that joined in 1960, the Patriots are one, are one of the 500 win teams. Um, the other team is the Dallas Cowboys because they also started in 1960. Oh, um, I know that. However, if you look at the rest of the AFL, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, only have 482 wins. Uh, the Los Angeles uh, Chargers uh, only have 460. Uh, the Oakland Raiders have 492. Denver is sitting pretty at 499. Um, and then, you know, you go over to the old AFL West. Uh, you have the Jets at uh, 413. Uh, Bills at 432. Uh, the Patrick, uh, the Patrick's, the, the Patriots, Patrick's. <laughs> the Patriots are at 540, and the Jeez. Oilers slash Titans are at 447. So, how um, in the world are this, the Oakland Raiders so close to us? Because the 60s and 70s, they won like 10, 10, 12 games every year. Yeah, there's sixty. Are, there's uh, the Broncos' sixties and seventies are like the Raiders' last two decades. <laughs> and then the Patriots are all Tom Brady, basically. So the Broncos' media guide release thing is totally wrong. There are not six teams since 1960 to reach 500 wins. Why would they say since their inaugural season 1960? Because it wouldn't be fair to compare them with like the Packers, because the Packers played. 800 more games, right? It makes me think that it's among those teams uh, that had an inaugural season of 1960. They would be the third and not the sixth. Yeah, I think I think um, it is of all teams because I just found an article um, record since 1970, like since the merger. And the Broncos are fourth on that list as of 2014, so it's dated. But there's... You know, the 49ers are up there, the Dolphins, the Cowboys, the Steelers, the Patriots, the Vikings. So five years later, I'm sure, you know, the Broncos slipped a little bit and are now. The Vikings started in 1961. I, I did not get their stats, but uh, they're not over 500, are they? I have it right here. I'll just look <laughs> it up. I got it. I got the thing right here from when I did all this. Because the Look Patriots... at my fabulous research. Oh, well, here you go. The Minnesota Vikings are sitting exactly at 500. Oh, there you go. Wins. So there you go. So it is. It's all teams so, since like, 19. Earlier this season, there are two teams that came in in 1960 that have 500 wins so far. And that's the Patriots and the Cowboys. And Denver could be the third if we yes. beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> if we ever get that 500th win. That's coming this week, guys. It's coming. I, I feel it. Are we really going to win, though? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, do you not see it? It's it's completely going to happen. It, it might not so even too. be a close. It might be thirty to thirteen. I'm that just would be saying. Awesome. Please let it be. That would that would be what they need. This has been something something Broncos. I am Jess Place uh, with Lori Lettermore Vokin and Taterhead. Uh, <laughs> if you do like what you hear, please uh, go on to wherever you are, are hearing this and uh, find uh, the way to leave uh, a review. Uh, rate us, rank us. Uh, tell us how much you like us. Tell us how much you you hate us, um, and then get to us and tell us how you did it, so that we can do it ourselves. <laughs> it is too damn complicated for us to figure out on our own. We so. cannot get in there and give ourselves five star ratings. We need to know how. <laughs> yeah, we need like yeah. So please send us step by step instructions on how you did it, so that we may 
follow suit. At Jezru <laughs> on Twitter, you can reach Tim at uh, Tim Lynch 1978 uh, and D-O-C-L-L-V uh, on Twitter. Um, we are on there. We are contributors to Mile High Report. We love all things Denver Broncos except for the losses. So hopefully this weekend, Denver <laughs> does not get one. <laughs> a correction on the reporting of the foul. Both teams were on the both up. Uh, both fouls were on the kicking team. You know, for me, when I know how everybody's going to respond, and they're going to be like, "They're just talking." I let me see it on the field before I believe them. I'm like, but. Fucking A, what do you think they're going to say? They have to come in from the media. They have to answer a question. Do you want him to get up there and say, we suck? We're fucked. We <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I wouldn't pay for tickets to see us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the other thing is uh, Vance Joseph challenging for offensive pants, pass interference. Pants Van- interference. Vance Joseph. Did I say Vance Joseph? Yes. Vance <laughs> Sanjo. Sorry. I'm just reaching wee, into my European wee. background, my French. Oh, wee wee wee. No. Wee wee. Franck. You know what I hated about uh, French class is that you had to pick a name, and my name didn't really translate. And so right. I was I was Jean Claude, and uh, <laughs> and then I, but I was always getting in trouble, and so. My my teacher would like reprimand me and by by Jean Claude, so she'd be like Jean Claude, and I'm just like that's not my name. I'm not Jean Claude. Like that's your thing. We're kind. I kind of did it. I went along with it, but like I, I really don't appreciate you reprimanding me with some with Captain Picard's first name. Like come on, like Taterhead in there. Taterhead. Cheesehead <laughs> Tater. Oh yeah, yeah. T- uh, Peanut. Peanut. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Champ Bailey, you had the greatest uh, Hall of Fame speech maybe of all time. You've been listening to Something Something Broncos, a feature of MileHighReport.com with Lori Lattimore-Volk, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Get involved in the conversation at MileHighReport.com.